1: Here's the Fangirls on Jackalope Radio. everybody, and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Fangirl Radio Show. I'm your host, Jessica Dwyer, and uh, with me tonight will be Erin Natel. She is one of the puppet masters over on Dr. Puppet, and she is the one who uh, is responsible for the wonderfully coiffed Peter Capaldi Dr. 12 puppet that um, was premiered in the Christmas special episode uh, that was just amazingly awesome. They did such a great job with that, and it was adorable, and uh, Erin is a... Multi talented animator, artist, and Doctor Who fan. And we will have her on later in the episode to talk about Doctor Who, Doctor Puppet, and Peter Capaldi because that's what we do on this show. We talk about awesome things with fellow fans. And uh, Aaron and I are uh, both really huge fans of Peter Capaldi. And um, we're going to talk about uh, his upcoming tenure on uh, Doctor Who as well as. Uh, the recently uh, premiered episode of The Three Musketeers, where he plays the bad guy. And uh, as you've already known, because I've talked about that a little bit already on this show. But before we bring Aaron on and start uh, gushing about Doctor Who and all things Capaldi, uh, we have a weekend Geek to talk about. And uh, man... There was a lot of good TV that has happened. And, uh, yeah, before, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so much. And I'm going to try and get through most of it. But, uh, first and foremost, Dracula, um, we, the latest episode had a lot of stuff go down. Um, one of the main things that happened was the fact that, uh, Dracula has turned Lucy and it was done in a very interesting fashion. There was no romantic uh, ass stuff going on there. No, he basically attacked her in a bathtub, bit her, shoved his wrist in her mouth, and made her drink. So, yeah. Um, Lucy is going to be a vampire. Uh, the thing with Dracula right now, um, with everything that's going on, so many things were revealed. So much went down in this episode. Um... You know, Basically, Mina has figured out that uh, Alexander Grayson isn't quite what he appears to be, but um, she seems to be okay with that, uh, at least right now. She doesn't know all the details. Uh, Jonathan Harker has shown his true colors. I'm never a Harker fan. Um, but he is now a member of the Order of the Dragon and is working for them. They're getting ready to... Well, it looks like they're going to blow up his, the resonator. Van Helsing's already fallen away side and, and everything's pretty much ramping up for a massive finale, which is going to be airing this Friday. Uh, the problem is a lot of stuff. know if Dracula is being renewed, so we could have a big, massive cliffhanger of a finale and no outcome because NBC hasn't announced anything yet, and that really, really, really sucks for those of us who enjoy this show. And it's always the same way with shows like this, it seems, where they, they're they on the bubble and we don't know. I really hope they renew this. It's such an awesome show. It's a great uh, follow-in for uh, for Grimm. It's a just a wonderfully done uh, version of the myth, and just so much is going on. Um, character-wise, just, Design-wise, I really love Dracula. I hope they renew it. If they don't, I'm going to be very sad and hope and pray that Netflix or someone picks it up and continues it on. Um, It's a great show, and my God, this last episode did not disappoint. So here's hoping that we get more Dracula next season. Uh, One show that has aired its finale, and we do know that it is going to be renewed is the amazing Sleepy Hollow. It went out with a bang for the finale. And, um, spoiler alert, if you don't know, we're going to be talking about this. And if you haven't watched it yet, my God, what is wrong with you? Uh, Sleepy Hollow had a two hour finale, which, wow, Fox has learned their lesson, I guess, with genre shows because this is, this is just phenomenal. Um, And we found out a lot of things. um, The biggest of which is uh, Ichabod and Katrina's son um, was not dead. And he was with them all the time. Um, Henry Parrish was revealed to be Jeremy, the son of Ichabod and Katrina. And he's not only that, he is... The Horseman of War. He is war, and oh boy. Did this show go out with everybody at risk? And now we have to wait until fall to find out what's going on. I mean, everybody is at risk. Katrina has been given to the headless horseman as his reward which has always been uh promised. You've got Abby stuck in purgatory, you've got Ichabod stuck in a crypt of a like a rotten box covered in vines and wars coming to Sleepy Hollow. You've got god nobody's got a good way of going right now. You got uh Captain Irving is now uh going up state to go to prison for two murders that he did not commit. And Andy, poor Andy, oh, John Cho, Um, he is dead, dead, from what we can tell, and Moloch is getting his way, man, and just so many bad things Oh, and on top of that, Jenny is possibly dead. She's in a car, you know, bleeding and, and the road. So... I guess a lot of bad things, really. And, uh, yeah, now we get to wait. At least we know for a fact that we'll get more of this. That's one thing that we can't get from Dracula. But Sleepy Hollow will be returning. And, yeah, so at least we have that. Um, but, yeah, way to make us in. And then, oh, yeah, I love the the random Rolling Stones end- ending that they had for that, um, music-wise. Great stuff. Uh, so... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I actually, uh, did write up a, uh, piece on this, and, uh, but, yeah, if you go on a website, I, I wrote a, a, a brief piece about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and how it's, the unevenness of the show has sort of become even more so, and it almost feels like they don't quite know how to, um, to be dark, they've gone dark with this show now. It's it's got a, a, a grittiness, and that sort of that sort of started with the episode where we found out what happened with Coulson, um, which was episode eleven, the magical place. And uh, the 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 thing that I first of all, we were told originally that the show was not going to give us all the details of Coulson's. Um, resurrection in the first season that was supposed to be a mass, you know, that was supposed to be something that we were going to have stretched over a couple of seasons, but instead I I don't know for this for a fact, but what it feels like is with the low ratings that the show was getting, you know, relatively low ratings for something like this and the, the backlash for the, the, how the show was going, it almost feels like they decided to bring this in, um, midway through the season and ramp it up and darken it up, and all that's done is create this uneven feel of suddenly the show is trying to be dark and gritty, but I don't think it knows how to, and and what you've established is something that wasn't supposed to feel like this, but now it does, and it still doesn't feel right. So I don't know if it's too little too late for this show. I know a lot of people I've talked to feel that It's just disappointed them, and and they're so disinterested at this point that they don't really care. So maybe they've heard this. I don't know if if anyone um, on the the staff and the writing staff, um, production staff even, keep track of this online. Because I know a lot of people have been saying the same thing I have. They're deciding now to bring in um, Lady Sif is going to be on the show coming up, and they're bringing in a big gun like... um, uh, Bill Paxton as a character. There's rumors going on around about who uh, Coulson's going to end up being. In fact, it feels he's, there's one saying that he's going to be Captain Marvel. Um, and then that Skye, who now suddenly has superpowers, but we don't really know what they are because we've never really seen her do them or use them other than super hacking, uh, is supposed to be uh, Jessica Jones' um Uh, So I don't know. I'm not sure what they can do to make this show seem interesting anymore. Um, I'll keep watching just because, you know, at this point, with Sleepy Hollow gone and and a lot of shows wrapping up, uh, it's still on, but that's not really a, a big... Uh, seal of approval for me, and I love Clark Gregg. I I really wish they would give him more to do, you know, wise in this show with the, and and keep it straight. He deserves a good show. Coulson deserves a good storyline, and not this just horrible dark place they took the character. I mean, even for a dark Whedon pen thing, um, this was just really grisly and i don't think it would have seemed so much maybe if it wasn't such a out of left field for how this show was feeling up until that point so yeah uh yeah agents of shield we'll see i guess mm-hmm. um the other show that's just kicking ass and taking names that um is on NBC other than Dracula and uh, the soon-to-be-returning Hannibal for its new season. Yay! Thank you, Hannibal. Oh, my God, that ad. Um, is the Blacklist, which keeps knocking them out of the park again with this last episode, which now is setting up uh, marital strife between uh, the t- the leads in the show. And, uh, and by that, I mean uh, Elizabeth and... Tom, uh, his, the mysterious husband that we don't really know what he's doing, uh, because Red keeps telling us that he's the bad guy, but we never really get that for sure. Well, Red, you know, la- the episode before this went and just basically killed a bunch of people that he um, blamed for the death of his friend, as well as routing him out. That was an awesome episode. Yay. She <laughs> I keep saying to everybody, I'm like, did they not just design his look off of Kaiser Soze from the usual suspects? Because he really does look like he's trying to channel Kevin Spacey. Um, but, um, with this episode now, we've, there was some really, um, just kind of disturbing stuff going on with the alchemist who was the, the, the blacklist, uh, Listie, I guess you would call him, uh, in this episode where he was able to he basically drug people and gave them tattoos, gave them fake DNA, um, is the black somehow and, uh, people's places, uh, with them and use innocent people as the decoys for people that were bad and, um, left them to die so those people could get away with others thinking that they had died. Yeah, that's a little rambly, but that's what happened. And it was a great episode, but the the part with Tom and and Elizabeth is that's going to be interesting to see how that goes because they've left it thing you know making it feel like he's about done with her, which wouldn't make sense if he's supposed to be uh, assigned her for whatever he supposedly is. Um but it was an interesting. It was interesting to see he finally kind of got fed up and went, went off with a woman that might actually give him some attention. Poor little hipster boy. So yeah, uh, the next episode looks just as good uh, because now Red's figured out who the the mole was at um, in the FBI. And uh, yeah, it was Mira. And, uh, yeah, it's, he was the one that was on the security detail for Red and has been there since the beginning. So it's going to be interesting to figure out what's going on, what Red is going to do, and especially if we find out maybe in this uh, when the show has its finale, uh, season finale, if we find out if Tom is, in fact, the a bad guy like Red keeps saying, or if he's just a philandery husband who's tired of being home alone with his wife out kicking butt. So, Blacklist, I still love you so much, and I'm so glad you're still around. I hope you can use your mojo and get, get Dracula renewed, too, because <clears throat> that would be nice. Um, so, uh, Downton Abbey, really quickly before I go into news news, uh, finally ramped up up on, uh, the the stuff going on in the season, and I was, wow, man, who knew that there was gonna be a rape? Uh, yeah, so that was dark, and now we have, um, now we have that poor Anna. Oh my god, it's just so sad. You just want to hug her. And then you want to hug Mr. Bates, too, because he doesn't know what's going on, and she's treating him poorly, because she's all messed up in her head, and Oh boy, yeah. So Downton Abbey has finally ramped up, and then you have the whole. Um, I love how this show talks about the things um, that were going on in that time period, um, like specifically right now with um, with Rose, who who uh, went to the, the the club with everyone and. She was basically saved from her drunken date uh, by the African American. So much, so glad he may not be American, but the the black um, club band leader, and he was just a sweetie. But of course, everyone was like, "Oh my God, he's dancing with her!" And they can't. So I, I was, I found that really interesting, and I like how they they touch on these things that that you don't really that time period. You don't hear a lot about. That The the racism that was there. And then also you have uh, you have uh, Edith, who is having to deal with a her love of a divorced man or a man getting ready to go through a divorce. And I love how they touch upon these things in the show. It's really well done and just interesting. And I was trying to explain to my husband why I like this show so much. And he, he's trying to figure, you know, he's been told to, oh, yeah, Downton Abbey. Blah, blah, but he's never watched an episode. And he's like, why do you people enjoy this so much? It's just, you know, this, it seems so uh, snooty. But it's not. I mean, God. Pat Oswalt tweets drunkenly about it as he watches it, which is great. Um, but yeah, I I just love these little touches when they do stuff like this, and and it was just a great episode. And uh, I like that Branson got away from that. You know, the the scuzzy scuzzy scullery maid. I, I'm gonna call her that. That's why I consider her. Uh, poor Branson. But yeah, so this season so far has been. Just excellent. Really enjoying it. So um, yeah, uh, Downton Abbey finally is uh, is ramping it up. It took a couple episodes, but we're getting there. Uh, so next, um, we're going to go into the, the the news of the week. And first off is the fact that um, we have oh Quentin Tarantino, you poor guy. You've not been having a good time of it the last couple of years. So, Tar- Tarantino um, gave out some, uh, apparently, some copies of his script for Hateful, The Hateful Eight, which was going to be his next western. And, of course, something bad had to happen, and that is his script was leaked online. Which, if you're a writer, and especially with a script like that, something like that, it's his first draft, and it's leaked is um is just bad and with some of the stuff that's already been going on with um in his life of the last couple of well last year I won't talk about that much at all um but uh yeah a betrayal like that's bad even if it wasn't done by the actors or the actor who was given the script and it was somehow taken from them, it's still bad. So he has um, decided to not produce this film there. Um, And it's going to be shelved now for, like, the next few years. So thanks, whoever leaked that. You've denied us another Tarantino Western. Good on you. Thanks. Sarcasm. Um, So he's going to go now instead and work on something else, which you know, that sucks. Because... I loved Django, I thought it was great, and a follow-up Western to that would have been excellent, but no, now we don't get it. Um, So thanks, whoever did that. Gracias. Uh, So the other piece of news um, coming out of casting is the fact that Sasha Baron Cohen may in fact be teaming up again with Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter. Because it sounds like he may be up for a new villain role in Through the Looking Glass, the follow-up to Tim Burton's um, Alice in Wonderland. I'm not sure who he would be playing. All they know is he is going to be the villain. Um, And he is not yet completely confirmed, but he is being looked at for it. Uh, That film's going to be hitting theaters in 2016. So we've still got a while yet for that. Um... The other bit of news that I found kind of terrifying, uh, nothing about this so far has made me happy, anything that has been released on um, about this, which is the new Friday the 13th that Platinum Dunes is going to be doing. The last thing we heard um, was that it was going to be a found footage movie, which I am already deathly, deathly sick of. But they want to do that. So you know, that kind of did so well for Michael Myers when they did that live feed crap in that Halloween movie. <clears throat> but the other piece of news that came out was, and it maybe just we're we're thinking this different, you know we're we're hearing. This, Not what he was actually meaning. Brad Fuller said that they didn't know if there would be a Jason in the Friday the 13th um, next film. So we could have been misreading that, um, but the report's still out there. And there's also the fact that they may or may not have Derek Mears involved. They don't know what kind of Jason they're going to have in this. Maybe it could be him as a kid. I don't know. I'm scared and not in the way that they probably want me to be. Uh, yeah. So kind of going into the realm of comic books right now. Um, the rumor is, and Josh Holloway actually talked about this. Yay, Josh Holloway. I really like intelligence, by the way, you really should be watching that. It's a fun show. Uh, is that he may be up for the role of Aquaman, which I, you know, that new Aquaman with the like gristle beard kind of thing going on in the flowy lot how they made him a badass. Yeah, I could I could see Josh Holloway doing that. Um and shirtless sure, he uh but yeah, Josh Holloway is up for um possibly this is another one of those wonderful rumor things, but he's not really denying it. Uh for Aquaman in the Batman Superman um series entry, which I don't know if we're calling this Justice League yet or not, or Justice League, the, um, point one or something. Anyway, the Batman and Superman movie, um, and it's no doubt follow up Justice League. Josh Holloway is Aquaman. Think about that. Cause I kind of like thinking about that. And also speaking to that Batman and Superman movie, um, the rumor is actually, it's not really a rumor. Um, Kevin Smith says that he has seen the costume that Ben Affleck will be wearing in this movie. And they, apparently he was shown this on, uh, Zack Snyder showed this to him on his phone and they were doing a photo shoot with Henry Carville and, um, Ben Affleck in the, in his suit, both of them suited up basically. And now here's where it gets interesting the rumor is, before he kind of, I guess he had posted this or saw, talked about this and then it was retracted or pulled off the net, is that the the costume for Batman is inspired by sort of a combination of Jim Lee and Alex Ross. When you say the words Alex Ross, I get happy. That name makes me happy. And especially when it's tied to Batman. So, damn you, Zack Snyder, you've got me actually hope you know i have a glimmer of hope that this isn't as going to be as bad as as everyone and has been thinking it will be um if affleck can pull that costume off i yes um now that means possibly that it's going to be a black and gray design uh if you go back through like kingdom come which is one of my favorite comic books of all time uh his costume in that was a black and gray costume. And so, and it was very, it it wasn't exactly high tech. It was kind of like a nice combination of high tech and, and, uh, old school. And it was almost like he didn't really have a lot of armor, um, going on. And so, yeah, that makes me excited. Hopefully that is going to be what we get from this movie is I'm okay with that. If Affleck can pull off that grizzled old older Batman that is in kingdom come in this movie, if I can see that in this, I will be beyond excited, but I'm still not convinced. Sorry. I have to see something to make me convinced when you're rushing some or to it. And the rumors that are spiraling around about this, you know, I'm, I'm going to give this a glimmer of hope. This is going to make me at least a little bit excited for Batman and Superman, but you've still got a long way to go before I'm, I'm on board. Sorry. I I just have to be convinced because it seems so rushed, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And um, I think that's it for our uh, week in news. So let's get our guest on board here, Erin Natel. We're going to bring her up in just a moment. Hey everybody, I want to welcome Erin Natal to the show, and let me know if I'm butchering your last name, because I tend to do that. Um, Erin is one of the master puppeteers for Dr. Puppet. Uh, She has also been the the voice of the Jackie Earl Haley podcast, because I was back in those days when human target was on TV oh,
0: human target we knew you oh god
1: I'm so still sad about that and we still don't have a second season on DVD but that's a completely, that's right. that's a completely other rant by the way <laughs> so but Aaron, I want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, tell me how you got involved with Dr. Puppet because I, I think we posted the Christmas episode that you all did and it was just so good and cute, and you were so talented with that. What you did with the hair and just everything—it was a- <laughs> uh, so. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into Doctor Puppet.
0: Uh, well, let's see. Doctor Puppet's uh, was something created by Elisa Stern, who's a friend of mine. Um, we're both animators and at the time she was doing Dr. Puppet, we were both working on a preschool animated show, Team Umizumi. So we sat next to each other and, uh, while she was making like Dr. Puppet, she started with the 2012 Christmas special and then did five episodes after that. And I wasn't involved with Dr. Puppet, you know, from the beginning to the fifth episode because I was kind of busy. I, like I, I wanted to be involved, but I wasn't officially involved until this recent Christmas special, but I did hear like everything she was going through while making Dr. Puppet and always like, you know, gave input and ba- we bounced bounce a lot of ideas off of each other. And so by my, uh, influence kind of got into Dr. Puppet just because of the feedback that she would get for me. And, uh, we ended up kind of discussing and planning this the 2013 Christmas special at work. And then uh, once we wrapped up Team Umizumi, we started it immediately, working on it. I storyboarded it and, uh, and animated a significant chunk of it. So that was how I got see it. And did you specifically, uh, like,
1: I, I'm curious how you went into the design what what inspired the design of the puppets because they have a very specific look to them they have those little eyes and the big grins and their hair is like the major centerpiece to me of them they're they're so the the hair is so awesome on these puppets
0: oh that's elisa she's a brilliant designer and a puppet maker and she loves making the puppets and uh she the hair is just it's just part of her aesthetic is uh (laughs) And uh, the the, uh, the dots for eyes are, she's really into keeping things simple and appealing. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the dot eyes came from. Because she, she always says they're just as expressive as, you know, things with super detailed pupils. And sometimes they can be more expressive. You know. So she does the puppets and uh, she makes the wigs, sometimes out of synthetic hair, sometimes out of human hair. But they just kind of sell the puppet as a real thing, as like a believable living thing. Uh, they're so cute.
1: And I, I love, like, I, I they have a, a... Dr. Puppet has a Tumblr feed, and um, I'm I'm going to keep talking about Peter Capaldi because everyone, oh, sure. everyone <laughs> should talk about Peter Capaldi. Um, and I love how they like they have this close-up of him. Uh, you were taking him around in the cold of New York, and he has this little frowny face in this one where he's all bundled up. And it, it's true. They're so expressive and adorable.
0: They're just... The design is so good on these dolls. Yeah, keep it simple. Keep it simple, and a lot of times that will be more expressive than making things overly detailed. Yeah, and there's... Just, just, th- just believe it.
1: Yeah, it just they're so cute. How, how actually tall are the dolls? Because they look about almost 12 inches uh, in some of the pictures.
0: Let's see. Uh, how much? Maybe, like, about 9 inches, I would say. Wow. There. About... I would ask about, I would be like, ask her right now. Hey, Elisa, how tall are the dolls? I'll just send that message to her. But the, um, yeah, Elisa takes the them around the city and uh, and takes photos of them. And she's been breaking in the new Peter Capaldi puppet and letting him see the sights and giving him some exposure. And he just looks, he looks great in the uh, 11th Doctor's Christmas suit. I know, because looks-
1: that's all we've got. They <laughs> They haven't given us a costume yet for him.
0: Oh, yeah. if you heard a little bloop, that was Elisa saying they're about ten inches tall.
1: <laughs> oh, cool! All right, tell her we said hi, and um, we're pimping her. We're pimping her show for sure.
0: <laughs> Great,
1: but uh, I I love the fact that yeah, that's all we have is the 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 Christmas episode clothing and a nightshirt
0: because we don't know yet what he what he's gonna wear. No, we don't. That was a thing we had to <laughs> deal with on the the christmas special where we we were very happy that we could introduce peter capaldi in doctor puppet before he actually <laughs> made it there's the show although i mean i guess not if you count the 50th anniversary it was just eyes, though. That was all we got. Yes, just his eyes. <laughs> just his eyes won over about a thousand noob fangirls. No, the, the, I, as I
1: said before on the show, when we were talking about the 50th, I screamed aloud like someone had stabbed me in the eye when I saw it.
0: I was like,
1: and I, I had to grab my mouth because my husband w- was here, and I think he may have been
0: napping while the show was <laughs> And and he would have shouldn't have napped during the fiftieth. I, I
1: understand. No, I, I would have. He would have killed me if I'd screamed like I was about. I felt it ripping forth when I'm like.
0: He said thirteen. <gasps> ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I>. <laughs> we were in like um. I was with Elise and another animator On Doctor Puppet, Rachel, and we were in like the on the lower in the lower east side. We were in a theater seeing it in three D. And when his eyes appeared on the screen, everyone in the audience made the same sound. It was like a really loud, like, oh, it was like everybody got punched in the stomach at the same time, but they were really happy about it. Oh, that was that was
1: exactly um, because I saw it the next day in the 3D because I watched it on on the TV and then I watched it in the theater and it was like a mini convention. It it was so brilliant. And we had like people in costume, and somebody actually brought real jelly ba- babies. Somebody did that in our <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I have to eat one of those, because I haven't had one in like 25 years. Um, but it was, it was so phenomenal, and I, I wanted to ask you about how long have you been a Who fan? And uh, I, I have an idea, but I wanted uh, to give some uh, background for you on the show. Uh, how long have you been a Who fan, and why is... Peter Capaldi so important to you because it's obvious he is
0: oh yeah um well I'll feel like a poser when I say this but I haven't been a who fan definitely not as long as you I mean <laughs> probably uh it's like a year and a few months it was um I would say about a year mm-hmm. because it definitely started with Elisa Stern <laughs> it's her fault entirely But uh, basically, I knew that she was going to be sitting next to me on Team Zoomy because our desks were labeled accordingly. And uh, I had started slightly before her, and I saw that her name was there, and I was like, oh, I'll be sitting next to Lisa Stern. And I I kind of knew her a little bit, not as much as I know her now, but I saw that she was going to be sitting next to me. So I said, oh, Lisa's going to be sitting next to me. And then the person on the other side of me said, hope you like Doctor Who (laughs) because she's going to talk about it. And I was kind of like, I can get down with that. I I've been meaning to watch Doctor Who anyway, so I kind of used it as a as a chance to watch the entire series and have somebody to talk about it with, because that's kind of the fun part, or that's a big part of fandom for me. Is I want to talk about it with somebody. So having her there was like great. Now I can watch Doctor Who. Idea. I wanted to you know. Oh yeah. So so I could like direct all my questions and comments to her. Like go after every episode and be like, okay, here's the thing about this episode. And she dealt, she dealt with all seven seasons of it, the- <laughs> and then uh, you know, Peter Capaldi is kind of the thing with Peter Capaldi is that even though I I really enjoyed Doctor Who, you know, I felt like it, I had a rough beginning with the first episode, but I'm pretty. Flexible with shows I give it a chance And I was like no people like Doctor Who I'm going to give this a really big chance And it grew on me really quickly It's just super charming And goofy and fun So Although I really love Doctor Who I didn't ever feel like I had My doctor mm-hmm. You know it was like it wasn't Christopher Eccleston Or David Tennant or Matt Smith And I have nothing against Well, we'll see that. <laughs> I have nothing against those guys But, you know, I, and I believe they were all the doctor, but they weren't my doctor. You know,
1: you know, know your doctor when he comes along.
0: Yeah. (sighs) You know, maybe it's premature to say this, because obviously Peter Capaldi hasn't started yet. But when I watched the BBC announcement of, you know, the next Doctor Who, the live show, (laughs) which I I resisted up until two minutes before it started. And I was like, no, I have to see. (laughs) And once he was announced that he walked out, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is what it feels like. He
1: he gave me that reaction, too, but I think it may have been something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I had another reaction. I was very, I kind of, he walked out and I was kind of like, that's my doctor. Like, I don't even, I don't know why. I just know who. So,
1: that's awesome. Well and, and the thing that I liked about him coming out on stage was the fact that one, he you know, you've you've discovered that he had such a freaking huge love oh, yeah. for the show and like for his entire life. It it was that was sort of like what I loved about David Tennant as well was he grew up loving doctor who and capaldi even more so and then when he walked out on stage and they showed that little close-up of his little hand and he was so <laughs> nervous oh man <laughs> and you could tell i mean his fingers are going a mile a minute and he's like I- they're gonna kill me they're gonna kill me i'm gonna die i'm gonna have a stroke i'm gonna have a stroke oh
0: god i have to walk <laughs> that was out so now. <laughs> 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 it's so endearing the little nervous finger wiggles. it's like i'm a you gotta walk out. You gotta walk out. And and the fact
1: that you know he comes out and he immediately does the the William Hartnell yes. gesture and it's like oh you Sly Fox you look what you just did and and then he won over everybody. I mean that was instantly him winning over everyone and he looks <laughs> cute in his little dapper
0: suit. I know his little wave with his finger wiggles. I know. It was a little wave. It's like oh adorable and it's just like that's him and you know when <laughs> it was funny because I kind of was a little bit spoiled because Lisa and I were discussing the rumors of who it would be and so like that was announced on a Sunday on Friday she told me that there were rumors that this guy Peter Capaldi was you know very it, like people were pretty sure that it was going to be him or they were that was the big rumor was it that it was going to be him and then and they so, changed it, I think, at some point, and said it was some young guy again. Yeah, and, and we we Google image searched him. I I was like, I don't know who Peter Capaldi is. I'm, I'm American, so <laughs> we uh we Google image searched him, and as soon as I saw him, I was like, Is that not David Tennant? Because I, I when I first saw him, I thought he looked like exactly like David Tennant. Now oh, that you- I, yeah, you- now that I. More familiar with his face, I am seeing more. Now it's just Peter Capaldi, but you know, at the time, I thought he looked startlingly like David Tennant. Well, he's but, basically like an older David Tennant.
1: Yeah, I mean, even case. tall, lanky, Scottish, and and that's probably part of the reason why I'm like so, so ecstatically happy because I, I David Tennant is my doctor. You know, I, I grew up with. Tom Baker, Peter Davison, McCoy, all of them. I've seen every one of them. And but Tennant was my doctor. And and it it just he just hit home for me. That was my boy. And then Capaldi shows up out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh my god, it's the guy I fell in love with and Larry the White Worm when I was 14. Oh, you knew him already. I knew him already. And that was what was so funny. I went through this phase of Hugh Grant and i loved Hugh Grant. I found that lady in the Highway Moon movie he did. I was like a Hugh Grant fan girl. I don't know why. I call- <laughs> I and so there was this movie called Lair of the White Worm and uh and he uh played the Scottish archaeologist in it named Angus and out of the blue this guy like pulled me away from Hugh Grant. I'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm like e- wait who who are you look
0: at that hair <laughs> <laughs> oh that was one of the things i discovered in my like after he was announced obviously you the first thing you do is run to the internet and get everything peter Capaldi hey, that you can man, possibly sister. find <laughs> and so i was like all right here we go google image search everything and of course there's a backlog of 30 years for me to go through it's like oh my god this is heavy." I know,
1: and and the thing that's crazy is the fact that you know I I loved him in that I loved and then I found him in, again in Dangerous Liaisons a couple of years later, and then he was and then he was gone and it was because I'm in America and he was doing all this British television, right? And I lost track of him and I I could never oh, see him on and then all of a sudden, uh, and, and when he I, when I'm like Peter Capaldi, why do I know this guy? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Where did you go? <laughs> he was over overseas. He was overseas and he was doing all this stuff and now it's like and then I go I start going and reading all this stuff on him and suddenly it's like he's a Hammer horror movie geek. He loves Doctor Who. He's an artist. He <gasps> you know, he's a singer. He loves David Bowie. I'm like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Did we make you? Did no, we? Like,
0: did we breed you in a? Picture? Have you been crafted? Were you, are you a computer-generated perfect man? I don't believe you exist. And, and so th-
1: that's the thing that you um, you posted that I think it was you that posted the link about. Uh, you you shared with me that that uh, quote where he was saying that, oh I'm too old for sex or something like I'm oh, not yeah,
0: too old for sexuality.
1: I'm like, <laughs> sir. Sir, really, sir. I, 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 I highly differ with you. You have not been to Tumblr. You do oh, not know no. what we have done.
0: <laughs> I I know I have a type. I happen to like older men. I just find them more attractive for some reason. <laughs> I don't date them. I just find them attractive.
1: They are very pretty. And when they look like him, even more so.
0: Yeah, and- so you walked out. <laughs> Like I was like... Oh this one's for me. Yeah yeah no
1: doubt.